Weekend time. Are we tra- are we coming to work on Monday, Trav? Like markets are closed. They closed on Monday. Yeah, because it's a public holiday over east. King's oh, wow. birthday, mate. But it's not a public holiday for us. Ooh, yet to be determined. Love the monarchy. Money miners. So yeah, I do love that. That's the best thing about the palms. <laughs> love it. Now, Mr. Ricciardo. This Friday, now we, we talked about this a couple of days ago. We're, we're not going to go over all the other news for the day. We've um, uh, got Mark Williams coming on, MD of Red 5. Uh, Red 5 obviously been well publicised of their, you know, grade, ramp up issues, multiple raisings. Um, yep. But there appears they've had a, a good few months. They're, they've definitely, the, especially the last two months, They've produced 18,000 and 19,000 ounces each each of those months. Recoveries are lifting. Grade is lifting. They're hitting the sweet spot of the pit, it appears. Um, we're going to give a bit of a briefing, go over what we think and stuff we'd like to hear from Mark. And Mark's going to come on and have a yarn about it. So Looking um, forward to it, mate. And as, as we always say, especially going through this whole period of what Redfall is doing, absolute credit to Mark for wanting to come on. So Yeah. Yeah, um, we've talked about this company before and it's been, um, you know, in some ways it was an unfavourable colour and um, big credit to Mark for, for coming on. I mean, I mean, the company sort of put out some, you know, consistent turnaround sort of announcements, but big credit to, to Mark for coming on today. Um, yeah, really appreciate that. Right, let's get into it. So, okay, the, the May update, King of the Hill produced just over 19,000 ounces. In May, 350,000 tonne of ore processed at a head grade of 1.8 grams per tonne and recovery of 90, 93.6%. So all of that is on the up because if you – I guess if you look at you look at the graph we're showing here, that red line there is the head grade going through. So you look at what's actually um, – so that month, I think they're averaging a about 1.7 and a bit for the Q4 two date. This month produced 1.8, so there's a there's a good lifting grade. With that grade has come uh, better recoveries, come more ounces. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely on the up. So definitely getting towards like because you look at God, you look at uh, sub one gram. Is this, uh, so this is the announcement that dropped on this on yesterday, and oh sorry, the seventh on the seventh. Yeah. Got you. Two and, two days ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. I so think it came out. So look, they did have a they did have a four day planned bill shutdown, um, and they did have one in February as well. So it looks like uh, they'll probably be having them quarterly, which is um, some do them halfly, some do a quarterly. So I'm not sure. Not too much of a processing guru myself, but uh, bigger mills need bigger maintenance. So um, this four day mill shutdown is a planned thing to make the thing humming. So even with that four days of zero mil production they still got increased ounces so because if you look at their i suppose looking at their capacity trav there they said it's a, a 4.7 million ton per year plant yeah so you look at you look at that for, for 4.7 million ton per year it's been running at 4.8 so 4.8 million ton a year is uh 13.1 thousand ton a day um so but if you look at what they've the material they've put through in april and may so May they got just un, they got twelve point nine six thousand ton a day. So that was with four shutdown days. 
um, in April, they got 13.3 thousand tonnes a day. So they are exceeding that, hanging around that 4.8 million tonne. I think I think May that includes the I did that on twenty seven days so um, yeah they are they are sitting at that four point eight they've talked about expansions of that mill it's a pretty marginal expansion though right yeah up to five and a half but I suppose but yeah I, I suppose you think in their in their situation because it looks like they're producing more dirt than they're milling they've got um, stockpiles on the rob I suppose looking at that hedge book just up in that getting the benefit of any little extra ounce you can get yeah. to get get it unhedged. Cause yeah, because the dynamic of that is that if, if you're just producing more ounces earlier, then the, the proportion hedged is lower and you just have a higher average realized gold price across your hedge book and, and spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they'll get because it's look at you look at pretty much half of their gold is hedged, a little bit under. Yeah. Um, and look at 2270. 2260, 2221. So, um, yeah, pretty. I think Q4 coming up is 2309. So they're obviously missing out on that's Aussie dollars per ounce, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're missing out on 700 bucks an ounce there. So, um, look, I guess the open pit, the open pit's the that's the big humdinger. I think for that 4.7 million ton, like three and three of that's coming from the open pit. Like most of the tons are coming from the lower grade open pit. So, because you look at you look at this grade distribution they've gotten and you see that you look at the previous quarter grades like, you know, getting to below one gram. Um, you can see how they've they've gone through that top shitty part of the pit where that grade, so that 50, it, says, it sounds like the good stuff tarts at that 52, 15. What, what am I looking at here, Matty? Oh, this one here, Trav. So yeah. see that. How do you, how do you, oh, the oh, so, how yeah, do you explain so, that? So that is each level RL of the pit. So look, you think of the pit as a big bowl. So those RLs um, in between those, they're just taking a slice. So what's an RL? RL. It's just the height. Okay. Re- relative, so it's, it's like re- a, another layer of the pit. Is that what you mean? Like nah. So the, like if you're at if oh, you're at sea level, it's zero. Oh, it's just a, a metric. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, like the, it's the height. Meters or something. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. height. So they usually do it. So if that's fifty two twenty five, that would be Sea level plus five thousand meters. That's oh, how mine sites calculated. So, they, so they don't go into negative. So, um, so that means that that place in the world is two hundred twenty-five meters above sea level. So the ounce distribution they've just gotten to a depth now where where you get you know you get a, a patch, lot more ounces. The patch where there's yeah the highest um, ounce density per vertical meter is that, yeah is that right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so okay. you can see they've gone through the, the top bits there there was you know bugger all but whether that's to do with actually having to take a big footprint of the pit at the top but they i think they've just done a cutback as well so um and they've from what i've heard they've just got through the actual all the oxide and they're getting through and it mentioned in here they got through that granodiorite contact which is i think the contact of the ore body where the where the most of the gold is They've got through that now. They're in the fresh, uh, in the better, better rock. So, so Matty, I had a question for you, right? So, I'm looking at this um, vertical ounce density chart, yeah, and it and it gets to the top end at yeah, where are we now? Five two one five, right? And it stays at that sort of chunky top end all the way down to about five one six five. So, yeah. how long how long does it take to go to to mine that you know sixty odd vertical meters there? 
Right, right. Well, it depends on depends on the schedule, the rate they're doing it, the geometry of the pit. Being a more an underground man, or can't, uh, I, I could do some back of the envelope. What do you got there? Look, the back quarter would be in the last three or four years, or three years of that fifteen-year mine life. So they've got sixty-three million tons in reserve uh, in their open pit. So, and they're going to be putting about what four of that through each year so that's where the 15 mil four million ton of the open pit so but then once you get to the bottom you know to get that last bit out depending on when they do the cutbacks and everything it might take ages to you know do the cutback and access that bottom part of the pit so yeah I'd, i couldn't couldn't give you an accurate answer there trav no worries and, um, i guess for the foreseeable future in that big chunk there where you've got most of the ounces and you know, 80, looks about 90, 80, 90% of those ounces are high-grade ounces. That's the red bits. Um, it looks like it's uh, they'll be in a pretty a bit of a sweet spot for a while there yep. going through there. So at the back end of the mine life, obviously, it looks like to drop off. So, um, But you look at, I guess what I'd like, what you'd like to see at this operation, like you're getting the big tons from the open pit and any little extra ton that you can get out of underground that's where the grade is. Mm. So you look at their their grade in the open pits, you know, 0. 0.47, 0. 0.65, 0.85 for the March quarter. It is lifting up. But you look at the underground grade, It's it was 1.58 in the March quarter and the reserve is two grams for the underground. So I'd be keen to ask Mark about that when we go, I guess, see getting towards that two-gram reserve because what's in the reserve should be coming out because that's taken into account – um, your dilution and everything like that is the reserve grade should what be what is um, coming out of the hole. So I'll probably be uh, hitting him up about that. So and getting more out of underground be pretty handy. So I guess where 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 do you say it, Trav? With the oh, I guess after everything they've been through and the are they sort of in a tight position for cash? Like are they going to be are they going to be needing to raise again or like are they – Yeah. You know, where yeah. do you see them sitting? I think that's the big question on, on my mind, right, is um, yeah, the, the company's really relied a lot on equity markets at times when um, shareholders, you know, were, were thinking that the last raise is done. Um, and so you're, you just hate to see another equity raise here, Matty. Um, so, you know, the fact that they're into that high-grade stuff, I, I'm just doing a little bit of um, – a little bit of math based on the cash flow dynamics that we know are at play. So they ended the March quarter with 23.4 million bucks of cash. Um, but we know that $32 million came in the door on in April and that was tranche two um, of the placement that they did in February plus plus the SPP as well. So that takes it up to, up to um, $55 million cash balance. So then you subtract what we know they've got to pay to service their debt because they got a fair bit of debt, right? Um, so there's $7 million repayment off the project finance facility. they got to repay the working capital facility in full, so that's $15 million. And my estimate is about $3.5 million of interest they've got to pay as well in this June quarter. So because you know, their, their project finance facility is at BBSY plus 4%. Yep. Um, so that, that takes us to $30 million of cash as a bit of a buffer there. Um, hence, we sort of you know need to see in my mind positive cash flow in this 
June quarter. Um, otherwise, you know, things will be getting a bit stretched. And this is mainly an OPEX thing, Maddie, but I suspect there'll be a little bit of CapEx that falls into the April quarter as well. Um, we know they completed their TSF5, so Tailing Storage Facility 5, in the March quarter, um, and that was signaled. I think I had growth capital provision of, of five to $10 million for this half. Um, so let's just assume $5 million falls into the June quarter there. That takes us to $25 million cash buffer um, when we isolate the OPEX alone. So or, or when we isolate the operating cash flows. Um, so it's very, um, yeah, it's very dependent on squeezing as many ounces out of the out of the joint as they can and keeping the costs where they're at. Yep. So um, just yeah, as you, as you said, just to increase that buffer, it's just that they're at that point. It's like they wouldn't want to go into. Uh, yeah, you could imagine how the market would react if they add another raise on top of the ones they've already had. Yeah, so and we can we can run some happen. we can run some back of the envelope like calcs on the operating cash flow side of it. I mean, they they've maintained their guidance publicly of ninety to one hundred and five thousand ounces for this half. Um, in March quarter, they did 41,000 ounces. So in April and May, and in April and May months, they did 19,000 ounces each. So let's assume they do 20,000 ounces in this month of June. Um, Which would be yeah, another record. So yeah, yeah, just just as an as an assumption, right? So so that's 58,000 ounces for the June quarter total. So if you now you say they have to deliver 26,000 ounces of that at $2,309 per ounce. That's their hedge book, right? So they, yep. they have to deliver that many of that price um, in that quarter. So, so let's assume the remaining 32,000 ounces sell for 3,000 bucks an ounce, which is, you know, spot gold is hovering about that, right? That's an average realized total gold price of 2,700 per ounce bringing, and, that, and that'll bring in the door 150 million Aussie dollars. Yep. Um, so the real question is just going to be like, what's the cost of those ounces? Um, because yeah, I mean, like even with the the high hedge commitment there, getting an average realized price of two thousand seven hundred is still pretty healthy, right? Mm. Um, and they've gotten in the high grade stuff, so um, you know it's like it's looking like they could be over the hurdle there, but um, which is which is really like it'd be a really positive story if they are over the hurdle there. Everyone wants to see it. No one wants mm. to see a, another developer um, no, no struggle. So, but the I one know. I think the one piece of information in my mind that I'd be pretty keen to learn about though is just like. What their debt covenants are because their their debt facilities there's certain covenants around having you know coverage ratios and um, minimum cash balances and things like that and those covenants will largely dictate the need to raise more equity in my mind and i i can't i've had a look but i can't find what those debt covenants are and the thing that just strikes me about this operation just in in its current state look as we said looking at the grade in the future and once the debt pays off it like it looks like it probably could generate some decent decent cash when everything gets humming mm -hmm. but the position they're in at the moment it's like they've just got no room for error yeah like operate no room for operational error like um god forbid a bloody significant weather event i suppose they're in a better at least they're not in the pilbara exposed to cyclones and everything but like it just seems they really need everything to go smooth yep. go right and which is look, it's a lot of that's a lot of pressure on a company and an, and yeah. an organization. So there's, there's one, and like to your point on you know needing everything to go right. I think there's one um, funding lever that they still have, which would in their like it would actually enable them to avoid 
diluting shareholders again and going to the equity markets. And that's the fact that they have this royalty over Siana, the, yep. the gold mine that they sold. They retain this um, royalty. I ran just some some calcs on what I think that royalty could be worth. And um, on my numbers, it like it could be worth about thirty million Aussie bucks. Um, so is that if they if they, if they sell it? it? Yeah, and there's yeah. Mate, there's there's heaps of TSX listed royalty companies out there that are literally is that one over here to Terra or whatever? oh, but they don't buy gold. Well, they don't. They only have one real royalty. Ah, right. Um, yeah, the TSX ones are like they own a bunch of gold royalties, and it's like Franco and stuff like that too. But there's heaps of places that would buy a gold royalty. But but they're um that that mine's only just got back in. Back and restarted, isn't yep. it? So they'll be still yep. waiting to get the benefits from that. Uh, they're expecting, so. I think, like a, a 200K payment this quarter from it, which is like small, but it's in ramp up. And it's, yep. um, yeah, it'll be, it's got a pretty steady, like like it, it produces about 60,000 ounces per year for about 10 years. Um, and they've got, I think it's a 3.5%, no, 3.25% net smelter royalty there. Which is pretty high, huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh, because it's a net one. Um, are they and that wasn't avail- available. Was that always sitting in the background when they went through the two raises earlier this year? Like, was that royalty that was just sitting there because that mine wasn't in production? They could have, I suppose, they could have sold it. Yeah, they could have. I mean, like it's, um, I think they could have, but yeah, I'm not sure. Like, there's also tax implications as well, right? Like, if if you sell something, you got to pay tax on it. And sometimes you got to hold it for a period of time to lower that tax. And- yeah, so well, I guess look, commentary from the brokers and uh, money houses and that. Uh, look, Argonaut, as you know, Johnny Mac had their had a sell rating on them for a while. So, but look, they've they're saying that if uh, costs hold for this to where they were for the December and March quarter, and they produce another nineteen thousand ounces this month, that'll be a break even for the quarter. It sounds like they're predicting they need to get over that nineteen thousand actually generate some um, generate some free cash. Um, Canaccord, they're projecting, I guess, going forward from here, they're projecting they're going to be around that 209,000 ounces uh, for twenty four and twenty five. And Euros Hartley's have them projecting to do two hundred nine thousand ounces a year for the next two years. So look at this 19,000 ounce run rate, you would see 19,000 ounces average is 228,000 ounces. No, that's only, that's one month. Like one yeah. month where, look, they did have a mill shutdown, but it seems like if they can get up and exceed that, uh, that's what they're going to need to make this uh, make this whole thing work. Yep, let's let's hope it um it all comes together, Matty. Yes. Let's, uh, let's speak with Mark. Righto, uh, let's get him on the blower trap. Well, uh, money miners will won't lie that this is a big smoothless operation, and we had him here already because we didn't. We've got to cut to it, so let's cut to it right now, money miners. We're going to uh, expand and provide a bit of additional insight to what uh, Trav and I have just discussed with Red Five, and who better to do it with than the main man himself, MD of Red Five, Mark Williams. Mark, very pleasurable welcome to. Money of mine, mate. How are you, Cobber? Yeah, good. Thank you, Matt and Travis. Great to be on the show today. Mate, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, we do appreciate it. You know, we understand it's it's been a bit of a rocky journey, and we always um, are grateful. You know, to, when when uh, when when you when you come on the show um, amid that sort of background. Yeah. So, and you've had a good, I guess, on the back of a. A good couple of months. Uh, you just put out your monthly update, which we just pre- previously discussed. Nineteen thousand ounces. Looks like you're getting into the better part of the open pit, um, mate. Give us a bit of 
I guess, additional insight of where the King of the Hill operations at? We, we've obviously been targeting the, the main part of the ore body um, and we started mining at King of the Hills in January of 2022 and it's take, it took us um, just over 13 months to get to this main part of the ore body um, and we were a few months later than we had had uh, expected and hopeful. But since we have hit that um, prime part of the ore body in, in February, it's it, it's really been a major inflection point for the project, providing us uh, excess ore tons than we can process, which has had a, a number of downstream positive impacts. And is the, is the big driver of that, Mark, that you got through the it was it like a surface oxide, and now you're into sort of the fresh high grade material. I saw I saw in your your quarterly how the grade distribution is once you hit. I think it was the fifty one twenty five or fifty two twenty five bench. It really looks like um, thing grade, and and the tonnage of it's going to start amping up for you. Is, is that where you're at at the moment? Yeah, that's exactly right. So so we've had had a, a cutback um, on the on the open pit at uh, King of the Hills and um, it's been about a 50 metre um, vertical uh, cutback um, and until we hit the, the prime part of the ore body in that uh, 52-25 level and the ore opens up uh, considerably and the grade improves considerably and that's what we hit in, in February and, and that's, uh, that's the significant inflection point for the project that's great news mate the um you know and i think one thing you know everyone's probably probably curious about and you've surprised the market to the upside on the production numbers especially given the um you know the, the mill shutdown in the last month as well um but the one thing that i think the markets you know would be pretty keen to understand is if if if, if in your mind um you know the company's kind of past that point of minimum cash balance and it, and it looks like you know cash balance is sort of trending upwards notwithstanding there's um some some debt repayments this quarter yeah, that's right, Chuck. So since since February, we've had those uh, three really positive months. And as I said, June is looking also very strong. And those months have been cash flow positive. And so we are building up our cash position. Yeah, the, with, the, with the grade, uh, Mark, the, or you, you just look at that, that good ascending line we can see in your, in your presentation, like your feed grade was up to 1.8%. Um, we're well up from the sub one grams from Q1 in FY23. So is that now you're at that good point of the pit and you probably might be able to give a bit of additional insight into the underground. Is that sort of that head grade, what you're going to be trying to achieving long-term? Yeah, I think that um, no, the, as, as I said at the, uh, at the introduction, the, um, all three mining operations being the two underground at Dialo and King of the Hills, plus the open pet, uh, are running really strongly. Um, Dialo's in the, in a, in currently a sweet spot. We've invested quite a lot of money in, into Dialo historically, and, um, and that's really performing well with some new, um, mining areas, particularly the middle water south that's coming through. Um, King of the Hills Underground has also hit its straps. Um, got a great team there in place, and uh, and they've had a number of strong months. Um, that combined with the the excess ore tons that we are able to 
to mine from the open pit means that we're able to prioritise the best grade and that's enabled us to deliver the last three months where that grade has been uh, has been ticking up. With uh, with June, we are expecting uh, a full month of uh, of production with no shutdowns. So I, I do expect the the grade for June to uh, to drop um, somewhat compared to uh, to May's um, May's number. But um, but we'll have uh, greater throughput in the way of the tons and uh, the ounces at the end end of the month are looking forecast to be very strong and what about the i guess the underground you've got a two two gram per ton reserve grade and it's sort of been tracking a, a bit below that how's how's the i guess the future of the underground looking as um you know better grade coming on the way as you go deeper and access other areas or when can we expect the the underground grade to sort of lift up to that two level yeah it's it's, it's uh we're seeing that coming through uh Last month and and this month, Matt. So um, uh, we're expecting uh, we're expecting that to to continue from here from here on in. Nice one, mate. We, we've um found ourselves pretty pretty um what we call balls deep in the Leonora story right now. We're, um, <laughs> Very much so. We're I bloody bought St. Barbara shares the other day. Um, you might have been balls deep at some point too, Mark. Probably last yeah, year, now, I was saying. Now, now, uh, now Red's thrown in the mix and the uh, the announcement mix and everything like that. And I think like the way that we're, we're looking at that area is it's sort of, okay, there's a big consolidation play um, and now Red's right in amongst it and there's a big – you know, five billion ton per annum plant that you talked about, which has a bit of strategic importance, not just for, for the you know the King of the Hills operation, but you know, potentially more 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 regionally minded as well. Uh, just, I'm I'm kind of keen to sort of I guess get your your perspective on how you think about um the infrastructure and, and the assets there in the context of that Leonora consolidation story. Yeah, well we have read five okay. Currently, we're a, a very simple story. What we what we're focused on is is delivering what's in our control, which is um, which is delivering against our target safely, efficiently, and cost effectively. And we believe continuing to do that will will deliver significant shareholder value. So really. That's what we're fully focused on currently. Played it straight. Played it back with a straight bat, Maddie. That's all right. At least we've got to ask it. Um, the expansion project, Mark. So you 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 had a four point seven million ton capacity. You're you're exceeding that on your mill. You're pumping the tons through it. And I see there's there's an expansion project um, in the mix, uh, looking to increase the throughput up to five and a half million ton by FY. 24 so i guess can you give a bit of context on that um you know t- i suppose at the lower grade end of the spectrum additional tons will uh be very handy for the ounce profile at these prices yeah that's that, that that's exactly right we're looking to to lift our throughput from five million tons to five and a half million tons um and and the the majority uh, of the, the work has already been completed for that. So uh, there's a number of activities that we've been working on very, very uh, hard in the background, um, move, completing uh, the construction of tailing storage facility five, um, which we moved over and started depositioning uh, in April. 
Uh, that's a shorter run compared to TSF4 and has backed off the uh, the pressure on the tailings pumps. Um, and that will help us to lift the throughput. And there's a number of other additions that we've already put into the mill, uh, increased uh, increased size of motors and pumps. Um, and so we, we're looking really strong for FY24 to be able to get that circa 10% uplift in in throughput of the processing plant. And, and as I said, we can deliver currently mine more tons than we can mill. So uh so really that uh, that that would be a really strong addition for those uh those ounces uh once we are able to get up to that that run rate of five and a half million tons per annum. So with it because it said it said you've already got a a six million ton crushing circuit there already. Correct me if I'm wrong with any of this. So it's most of the additional throughput. Just um, like, do you need extra tanks, leach tanks, and and things like that, or is it um, just little tweaks here and there to get yeah. that extra bit? Yeah. So we don't need any. Uh, t- we do not need any leach tanks additional to get to that five, five and a half million tons. Uh, as I said, uh, pretty much all of the 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 hard work and. Uh, and infrastructure has already been put in place, so it's a matter of getting uh, focusing and getting that uh, that throughput uh, in FY24. So I said we um, had um, some someone that we uh, spoke to that did a site visit recently. Said they, you know, they looked at the mill, uh, like you know, beautiful lick of paint on it, but um, you know, minimal people around. They said it was just running efficiently, smoothly, and it it just looked um, looked like it was really humming. I guess when you're putting through around that five million ton mark, I guess what are the, you know, the key drivers to ensuring everything's uh, running very smoothly, minimal delays, and I guess what are your key focus points there? Yeah, I think it's all about coordination and teamwork. It's uh, you know it's a significant size operation at King of the Hills. Um, you know we're currently in that order of six hundred and sixty plus tons per hour. Um, the there needs to be good coordination with the, uh, the 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 mining team for the delivery of the the ore and the the right fingers on the on the ROM the ROM loaders. Lo- um, loading the right blend into the into the crusher, and of course the the processing team working their magic, and uh, and 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 delivering the gold safely and efficiently. Mark, just on um, uh, TSF five, you mentioned that sort of unlocking um, some some greater efficiencies as well. Will any of the capital on that sort of roll into into this quarter, or was it was it all sort of realised in in the previous quarter? Yeah. The, uh, the the cost for TSF5 is about twenty three million dollars, which uh, has been has been uh, expensed. Um, most of the expense was last year. Um, the, there is some capital that will flow into April and May, but it's it's relatively uh, modest compared to the the overall capital. So do you see do you see a bit of um. I guess potential long-term upside based on these last couple of months. Once you, you've obviously uh, shown you can you can get the throughput through the the grade the the grades lifted the recoveries have lifted. Um, I know the brokers are sort of uh, forward-looking that you're about two hundred and five to two hundred and ten thousand ounces per annum. Um, I guess with your performance to date, do you see that you 
might be able to exceed that in the future if everything goes to play in your in your favour. Yeah, we we, we will obviously uh, uh, do what we can to uh, to exceed and, and break records, but but really what um, what we're targeting is to uh, is to under promise and uh, and over deliver. So um, you know we we want to be a, a sustainable long term circa two hundred thousand ounce gold producer. Um, and that's what we're targeting at the moment. Too easy, Trav. You got anything else, mate? Um, I, I guess I'm just sort of I'm looking at the um, yeah, the 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 hedge book, and and it's sort of like I think it's so it's so um, important when you're when like you, you, the focus on production you have, right? It's like you know you need more ounces because otherwise otherwise um, the hedge book represents a greater proportion of your overall production, and you don't get to realise that those high gold prices on just like when you your average realized price and like um i think that just that just becomes pretty pretty clear at the moment so um yeah i mean we're looking forward to to um to continuing to watch the the you know the turnaround um take place mark yeah thanks very much guys really enjoyed talking to you both today too easy, mate. Righto, Mark. Well, uh thanks very much for coming on, mate. And so we hope you uh as I said, we hope for uh Everyone in Red Five, you keep uh, you keep delivering these good months, mate. It's um, yeah, be a great great little turnaround story. Where everyone wants to see it. So uh, yeah, best of luck, mate, from uh, all of us here. Thanks, Matt. Cheers, guys. Well, there you go, Trav. Hey, mate. Uh, mate, I'm sure that um, that probably went against your style of not grilling the hell out of MDs, but um, it's good to yeah, it's good to. Good to be alongside this story if they can um, they can turn around. So it sounds like once this once everything's humming and that you know debt's paid off in however long that's going to be, a few years or something, you'd hope it's a good bit of a good free cash flow generating business. Yeah, yeah. I think the the strategic value of the mill, like not to be un- understated, um, but yeah, like in the interim period of time of any until any any regional consolidation if it happens is just all the focus is just going to be on balance sheet. Yeah, yeah, I think, and you could see if they can get through this next few years, because um, you see the hedge book finishing Q one FY twenty seven. So, you know, three to four years, and and debt paid down. But look, un- look at that hedge book, right? So the 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 hedge price in FY twenty seven is actually okay. Like you know, those ounces are hedged it. Mm, yeah, and look, who knows where the gold price is going to be? But you'd, um, if, yeah. if it's in four years' time, you'd anticipate it's going to be higher than three thousand, possibly. Oh, who knows? Mate. Who, who, who absolutely knows? But and costs will be higher. So you just, yeah, come, come that twenty-seven. If they can get the debt debt paid down, unhedged, um, pumping yeah. out five, and if they expand it up to the five and a half million ton per annum, um, should be a good little. I think they've got like a good chunk of capital throughout. The mine life as well, so there's like you know consistent cutbacks and things like that, and I think you yeah. know, that that dynamic puts extra stress on the balance sheet, not just the ramp up bit. So um, mm. yeah, like I, the interplay of of the capital, the um, you know the balance sheet and, and production um, is is going to be one that people keep watching. But um, but it is really good to see you know two consecutive or a few consecutive months here of improved mm. um, monthly production greater than the market's expectations, and it looks like you know they're, they're past that minimum cash balance, you know, because you're just worried that they're going to have to issue new equity and and you hope that yeah. doesn't happen again. Um, but it looks like they could be past that. Yeah, and, uh, and as you said, he played it with a straight back, says uh, there wasn't uh, past that point. So let's hope that is that is the case. He said, he said, yeah, cash has been growing 
month on month. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's hope that trend continues. Very much so, mate. Right, oh, money miners, have yourselves a bloody sensational um, sensational weekend. Uh, another week down, uh, JD returns Monday. Monday. Is he going to be here Monday? He's him. He's, he's, he better, I think he is, yeah. Fucking better be. I think he is. I plan to take the day off So because he's going back on. Um, Oh, JD, it's his turn to learn how to edit. <laughs> Pressure's on the big fella. He's going to absolutely flip out. We'll just walk. Me and you will walk out and go to the pub for lunch. We'll like, right up. So if anything's late next week, it's because JD's learning how to edit. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, oh, God, he's going, lucky he'll be back here to defend himself. He can stand over there too. I like this new spot. It's so. Beautiful. Beautiful, mate. Righto. Trav, thanks very much for the week, mate, as always. Mate, the last uh, three weeks with you have been a pleasure. Three weeks. Have they had like... One blue? Yeah, two? only one. One? Yeah. But that's yeah. pretty good for three weeks, <laughs> I reckon, for bloody highly – It's better than most bo- both intensive, <laughs> uh, Both intense business people. Or people we think we are anyway, so I reckon one was pretty good. I would have bet a couple more. But. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right, Money Miners, have yourselves a safe weekend. Stay yep. off the darts and uh, we'll see you next Monday. Who to root? Who to root? The information contained in this episode of Money of Mine is of general nature only and does not take into account the objectives, financial situation or needs of any particular person. Before making any investment decision, you should consult with your financial advisor and consider how appropriate the advice is to your objectives, financial situation and needs.